Welcome to the Inspiring Educators Podcast, a space where you can let go, learn, laugh, and be inspired. Let's first begin with introductions of our inspiring educators. Inspiring educators, introduce yourselves. Hey, everybody. It's Lila Nora, the educator motivator. You can find me on all social media platforms at Miss Lila Nora. That's at M-S-L-A-I-L-A-N-U-R. So if you have some feedback, something to share with us, please, 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 please reach out. I am currently a mastery learning and grading specialist, um, like an instructional coach for the Los Angeles Unified School District. I am also a motivational speaker. So, you know, the pandemic definitely made it difficult for me, but I am still here. So please reach out if there is something that you think that, hey, Lila could be your girl. Um, Every episode, we like to begin with something that we're grateful for, especially in times where we feel like, you know, we've kind of lost our moments and we've lost our our jush. And it brings something to this space so that you can also maybe take some time to think about what you're grateful for. And for this episode, I'm grateful for a supportive, reflective, responsive team. I found a couple different groups that have been exactly what I've needed to really take me to the next level, take me to the next space. People that are and motivating people that are inspiring, people that are where I want to be. And that's exactly what I need in my life. And I'm so very grateful for that. Grateful indeed. Greetings, everyone. Coach Jay, Jadrian Grimes here. I'm coming at you live from the ATL Atlanta, Georgia, business operations manager at North Metro Academy of Performing Arts in uh, North Side of Metro ATL. Follow me on Twitter at my first name and last name, at Jadrian Grimes, that's J-A-D-R-I-E-N-G-R-I-M-E-S. What I'm grateful for, similar to the educator motivator, but just my circle of my closest constituents, my friends, um, folks that inspire me, that motivate me to just do better and be better, right? Two of my favorite quotes that I live by is, A, your network increases your net worth. And you cannot fly like an eagle running with turkey. So I'm just grateful for just a close group of people that inspire and motivate me to do great and be great every day. Shout out to all the turkeys out there. Get it together. This is your boy, Dr. Christopher J. Childs, your favorite teacher, favorite teacher. You can find me on all social media platforms at DRK Childs. What I do for a living. I'm a math educator. I'm the educator's educator. I do everything, all things education. I am grateful for in this time that we're living, depending upon we listening to this episode, I think it's always relevant. I am grateful for health. A lot of things are just going on in the world. No matter, again, what time you're listening to this episode, you can be listening now, you can be listening in the future, you can listen 20 years from now. You're going to always be grateful for what? Health. Health is key. Health is wealth. As always, on this episode, we have another amazing hot topic. This hot topic is going to probably upset some folks, and I am fine with that. There's a huge disconnect between classroom teachers and administrators. Teachers feel as though administrators don't understand what it's like to be in the classroom. Administrators continually remind classroom teachers, I've been in your shoes, but you haven't been in mine. Think about that administrator that tells you, I taught third grade in 1974. That was like 20 years ago, but. They have taught, according to most. That's neither here nor there. Let me stop before we upset administrators early in the episode. But who is right? Who is wrong? This episode's hot topic. Check it out. And I want you to look, comment wherever you're listening to this at. Should school administrators be required to teach 
classes too. You know, those principals, those coaches, those district folks, those superintendents, anybody that's considered an administrator or a leader, should they be required to teach classes? They have a lot of answers, but I don't think they teach in day to day. I'm just curious. What do you all think? Ooh, that's tough. I'm going to say it definitely depends. You know, similar to what you brought up, Chris, you know, I think it really depends on that administrator's background. You know, we have people that have not been in the classroom that are in administrative roles. And for to say that they should go and sit in front of 20 to 40 students and teach whatever content you know, that somebody assigns them, I think that's kind of risky. I think that's very much risky, (laughs) you know, considering that many of our episodes, we've talked about the quality of education, the quality of teachers, continuing to put in the work, going to professional development, working on your craft over years. You're saying, hey, I know you've never taught before. Go ahead and jump into class real quick for us. I don't know. (laughs) You know, however, I do think that there are administrators that have been in the classroom and depending on, you know, if, what type of need we have. And I could say that, I guess, you know, Chris says I, I'm technically admin. Anybody that's not in the classroom, you consider admin. Fine. I've been in the classroom and I've actually been in the classroom recently, you know, within the past five years. So that may be something that, hey, sure, you know, she has the background, she has the experience, go ahead, get in there. But, you know, I, I feel like it's definitely going to depend on quite a few things there. Spied on Lila because I am that guy that does not need to be teaching in the class. I'm that administrator that you just talked about. I guess you say I took the non-traditional route, I guess, if you will. But on the flip side of that meeting, curriculum instruction is not my forte. It's not my gift. That's not my superpower, right? Um, on the flip side of that, does administration or administrators need to be in the classroom to get a a better understanding of some of the challenges and opportunities in the classroom because they may be that far removed? Absolutely. But to your point, it needs to be a certain demographic of administrators. Um, It just can't be all administrators. Every single administrator should be required to teach a class. And that's going to my co-host on this show. Why? Because some are going to say, well, I've never taught before. There are a lot of people that haven't taught, but they've come into the field of education. But my thing is, how can you make educational decisions when you've never been at that ground level? And I'm not saying you have to be at the ground level 24-7, five days a week or 365. But I do think you need to be at that ground level in some facets to see when you're making your decisions, how they actually impact the students. And not just from what you observe, but from being in the trenches. Even if you co-taught a class, I give you a pass. I never get past. Even if you co-taught with another teacher, there is something every administrator can do in a classroom. But what happens too often, administrators get into their leadership, their title, and I get they're busy. But they're making decisions that are impacting classrooms and not being in classrooms. I don't get how you can make a decision and you're not like in a classroom every every day in a classroom teaching lessons. It's a different nuance. And then a lot of administrators hit them with, I'm jumping early in the episode to this. You know, I taught 20 years ago. Things have changed. Like things change on a daily basis. Like every administrator should be, I'm not saying it's about 
they should be required to teach a class, period. I like the co-teaching aspect, telling me I'm going to teach. Hey, Jay, go teach the class. Nah. And it goes back to my point earlier. What I was saying is absolutely. Administrators need to have a handle on what's going on and understanding new challenges and new opportunities. To your point, like someone that says, hey, I taught back in 19, whatever. Well, this is 2021. You know, we got to bring you up to speed and teaching, being in the classroom may be that thing that you need to do to help, you know, get you past that curve. But if it's don't set me up for failure, right? I've never taught. Now, co-teaching? Yeah, I can roll with that. But taking over the entire classroom and doing the lesson? Nah. Pause. Jadrew, what is your area of expertise? Interesting. I see where you I see where you're going with this. Crystal, my point. No, I see, I see, I see where you go in this and I see what you did there. I say it would be small business, right? So go in and teach small business to the students, right? That's what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, I think we get hung up on, I have to teach this particular strand of them. They're teaching fractions tomorrow. I don't know fractions. I'm saying as an administrator, you have some content level expertise. You can go teach a class on that. That could be your special day. Now, if you have content expertise in one of the expertise in one of the core areas, let's say math, which is the best subject in the world, you should be able to go teach any given day of the week. But if you don't, what is your area of expertise that you can go into a classroom and work with students at all levels? Chris, Chris, like he, he swooped it under me. I don't know if he, he was in my head. And he was just like, oh, yeah, Lila's about to like, I'm going to just go ahead and grab that because that is exactly where. You know, back when Chris made the point that everybody should be, every admin should be in the classroom. And, and um, I started thinking, well, everybody has something. They've never been in the classroom. They probably started somewhere. In particular, like, for instance, Jay just said, hey, like, you know, I come from finance. I come from business. That's something that I could step into the classroom and talk about. And thinking about admin and leaders, I see the challenge, though, to really take yourself outside of that role. Like that's like a code switch, like to really pull yourself from admin to teacher and shut off admin for anywhere from a 45 to an hour and a half hour, you know, block to say, I am no longer admin. Let me shut off my walkie talkie. Let me put them big keys down. I'm not answering my phone. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like that has to be a really solid system in place to say, I am no longer in that space and I am going to be a teacher right now. Like that's who I'm going to be for this time. And I'm Christopher Swift, dude. That's, that's exactly it. Everybody has something. But it sounds like admin, I'm putting, throwing up air quotes, need to set their schedule to do this. If you can set your schedule to do bus duty, you can set your schedule to have conferences. You can set your schedule to have these executive meetings. Why can't you set your schedule to say once a week? Or I'd be nice, two times a month, I'm going to go into a classroom and teach X, Y, Z. If you care about these kids, if you're, I don't want to say a good administrator. If you want to be a great administrator, I think you should be authentic to the field that you serve. And that goes for, if you're a superintendent, you should be in somebody's school teaching, not walking through with your suit on or your, your dress clothes, you should be teaching. If you're a state leader, you should be teaching in a classroom. I don't want to hear about what you heard or what you saw. What did you teach? How did it come across? That will better inform the decisions that you make every day, unconsciously and consciously, 
that impact these students and impact these teachers that administrators claim they care about. I see that point. And so many times there's so many administrators throughout the country that are that far removed on what's going on. Right. But again, I guess teach now making me think through this a little more, not necessarily in the classroom, but in a club format. So I started a Eagle Ambassadors Leadership Club at our school where a lot of the stuff that I'm good at or know or have expertise on. Those are some of the things that I'm teaching in a club format, though. It's a number of students, but it's not in the classroom. Making it be a requirement, though, because honestly, like administrators, once you become an administrator, it's that much more, depending on where you are, stuff that you got to do and how you're able to balance it. So making it a requirement, I don't know about requirement, but I'm, I'm down with the co-teaching and finding a way that you can integrate what you know into the class. I think we're all like in each other's head because I was thinking it's definitely going to require for admin to not have some of those things on their plate anymore, right? Some of those things that they're set up to do or, you know, oh, we have to, this is mandate. We have to go do this and we got to set this up. It's going to require that. But then even bigger than all of those things, admin got to get back into the PD. You know, PD sometimes occurs on school sites and admin do not sit in there and engage in the same way that teachers do. They don't always go to the conferences. They don't always, you know, participate in the online courses. So it's going to require for admin to get that same amount of pedagogical training that teachers do to have that background, to be caught up and up to date on what we're doing now. It's going to be the most impactful for our students. I like how you said PD. We did a big time study in Central Florida, a math study with schools. The school that was the most successful, the principal, not the assistant, not the coach, the principal sat in on every PD session throughout the entire study. And some of these PDs were on Saturday morning. The principal came on Saturday mornings and did not have to and showed up. And they said to me, I can't make my teachers do this and say, I believe in it if I'm not there with them. Now, will I say the principal was totally like, could repeat everything happened in PD? No, but they took time to show up and be there to support their teachers and support what was going on. I'm challenging every administrator listening. What is one thing you can take off of your plate? I'm not asking you to take off everything. I'm not asking you to put down, your, you know, some people get the walkie-talkie and get, broke, get bold. I'm saying what is one thing that you can delegate to someone else or you can remove from your plate so you can spend time in the classroom teaching, not observing. And we're talking at max 60 minutes, at minimum 15 minute lesson. So we're talking in the entire month, I just said two times, in reality, I want you to do more. In the entire month, you can't find 30 to 120 minutes in the entire month. I'm just make it easy, low hanging fruit, 30 minutes to go teach something. The entire month. So I think as far as where we start with this, you know, this has to be some, obviously this is an intricate plan that gets put into place, intricate system. I think similar to what Chris, you know, kind of has, has alluded to and is, you know, same with Jay, you know, this is going to take, not even what it's going to take, baby steps, start going to the PD, start actually getting involved and getting engaged in the professional development. Again, it may be content-based. It may be about things that aren't necessarily 
in your repertoire, but get in there and learn the things that teachers are being expected to do. And that can definitely put you on the right track to, you know, let's say that this does become a thing in 10 years. You've been getting prepared this entire time. Agreed. At the very least, uh, due to PD, um, I love you saying what the principal did on a Saturday morning going to these professional development courses. That's the truest form of servant leadership. That's truly leading by example. That's how you continue buy in. That's how you can at least start to get on a track to where you continue to know at least what's going on on a day to day. My thing is this administrators. Anyone that's under my purview, I don't tell you anything I have done. I tell you things that I do on a regular basis and you can call me out on it. So it's not, oh, I did this when I talk. No, I'm still in classrooms. I'm still teaching. I am still doing these things because I personally want to perfect my craft. And just because I don't have a quote unquote classroom educator title, Dr. Child still get down in the classroom and people know you can call me. I'm coming to your classroom. I get down in the classroom. Then I go in the executive leadership room and get down in there on another front. What are your final thoughts to my amazing co-hosts? Should administrators, school administrators, and we're saying administrators, anybody not being a classroom teacher, you're some type of administrator, should they teach or be required to teach? Final thoughts. You know, um, Chris said, hey, I'm in the field. I'm on the ground. <laughs> Ask a teacher at your site if they'd be willing to lend their class for 30 minutes. You know, I think that's an amazing thing because, you know, there have been days that I know are coming up where I'm like, oh my goodness, I got a plan for this day. This day is going to look like this. I don't know, like kid, half the kids on the field trip, half in testing, you know, I'm going to have a class of 15 or 10. As teachers, if there's a day like that coming up, can you borrow their kids for a lesson? Can you borrow their kids to have a conversation? Maybe it's just a discussion. Maybe it's a round table. Maybe you're doing Socratic seminar. Maybe you're doing math talks. There's a variety of things. I mean, not to say that you're about to go in there and do a whole science experiment, but you could very well say, hey, I want to go in there and do some sort of just discussion. And you have it formatted and you have it set up and you have maybe one worksheet, you know? It doesn't have to be crazy, but borrow somebody's kids. I know that sounds crazy. I'm used to doing it, but borrow somebody's kids. Administrators uh, never be so far removed that you don't get it. Like you don't understand. I think we need to find a, a fine balance between spending that time, whether it be observing or co-teaching or doing your administrative duties, but find that balance. This is what I do know. If student success is the ultimate goal, if that's the thing that we're looking at doing, I'm just not talking about academically, I'm talking emotionally, I'm talking socially, just overall holistic student success, then we always have to be in tune and know what's going on at all times and make sure we're continuing to fine tune our skill set as it relates to them students being successful. I'm going back to my initial point. Every administrator should be required to teach, period. As we segue from that period, get into my favorite part of the episode, that inspirational moment. This week's inspirational moment is being brought to you by none other than Miss Lila Noor. What is your superpower? This is something, you know, Chris brought it up. Jay told us what his is. What is the thing that you find that you are amazing at? 
What is your greatness that you could bring into any situation? How does that lend itself to the work that you do, right? Because whatever that is, it makes you a better administrator. It makes you a better coach. It makes you a better teacher. It might make you a better father, mother, sister, brother, right? What is that thing that's amazing that you do, right? And it doesn't have to be simply unique to you, but you make it your own, right? So you could say, oh, well, I'm an amazing, I'll say speaker, right? Because I feel like I'm an amazing speaker. I'm gonna go ahead and take that pat on the back to myself. And I know there are hundreds, thousands of other people who speak out there, but there is no Lila Nora, right? There is no Lila Nora that brings the energy and the engagement and the laughter to the space. I'm owning that, right? There is nobody else who's willing to also be as vulnerable in the same way that I do in those spaces. And that lends itself to me having amazing, authentic professional developments where I'm willing to put myself out there and say, hey, I fell 17 times and I got back up, right? I've made these mistakes. I'm not that far removed to say that I'm not where you were. I've also been a part of the PD. And then I moved to a space where I could leave the PD, right? I'm okay with being that person, with putting myself out there. I know that that's who I am. That is my superpower. And it's going to take for you to really sit down and think and to be okay with saying, you know, owning that you're dope at something. You have to be able to own that and be okay with that. Who are you? What do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the space that's so amazing? And it does not have to be something that is related to the job that you do. You can say, I'm amazing at sewing. How does sewing lend itself to you being a better teacher? How does it lend itself to you being a better admin, right? And it may take a little digging, a little thinking, but you have a superpower. You have something that is amazingly unique to who you are in your space, in your community, in your school site, or the group of people that you work with that you can take and, oh man, shoot for the stars, make it your everything and say, this is how I'm going to take the role that I do. This is how I'm going to take the people who are under me, who are above me, and I'm going to elevate everybody. I'm going to elevate everybody to a space based on my superpower. And I'm going to help them find their superpowers too. What is your superpower? I want to play a Superman theme song. This has been the Inspire Educators pod- show. We're not a podcast no more, y'all. We're a show. This has been the Inspire Educator Show. We'll catch you on the next episode. We out. Later. See ya.